Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Today's guest is the founder and president of Ask Dr. Brown Ministries and Fire School of Ministry. That sounds amazing. He's the host of a daily talk radio show called The Line of Fire and is the author of 40, I said 40, 40 books. Unbelievable. A new book called Why So Many Christians Have Left the Faith. Welcome to the show, Dr. Michael Brown. Yay! Thank you. Great to be with you. Oh, and it's it's an honor. We're, you know, reading your bio and, and familiar with your work, but I was like, I bet most people have never read 40 books. I know, 40 uh, after, books. After That's after school, and uh he's written 40, 40 books. Um I love the opportunity to do this show and really selfishly, one of our, our objectives was to, we're curious and we love having conversations mm-hmm. with people that uh, have, have worked through in private some of the toughest topics of our time. And they've really pondered this and looked at it. And then they bring those things yes. into public and they've, they've thought through them deeply. And, and we are in confusing times where people are, you know, kind of grappling with things that they know that maybe aren't true or were true. And they're kind of, you know, uh, working through some of these mm-hmm. tough topics. And you've done that in private and you bring them to the public in, in, in your books, in your radio podcast, you answer some of the toughest questions that people are struggling with today. You're an incredible gift. Well, this is the world we live in, you know, and the, and the mm-hmm. gospel is absolutely relevant. And it's not a matter of us being political as much as just being practical because our, our kids, our grandkids grow up in a world where they're getting lots of mixed signals and everywhere we turn, we, we have to make decisions and come to convictions. The question is, does the word of God give us wisdom? Does our relationship with God enable us to walk through this world in a practical way? And, and of course, the answer is yes, it, it does. So we, we need to lean into this and through the word of God and through our relationship with the Lord, say, Lord, give us wisdom and, and show mm-hmm. us how to shine as lights in the midst of a dark and lost world. Uh, and I think that is so important. You know, as people are looking around uh, today, there is a lot of hopelessness. They feel, I know a lot of people feel hopelessness. And one of the things I saw on your site, AskDrBrown.org, is you talk about hope. Um, is there is there a reason for hope today? Yeah, I mean, I, I live 24-7 in a state of encouragement and hope and optimism and expectation. And it's not empty. In other words, I, I think I'm wired by God to be optimistic and positive, but that can, that can just be an illusion. That could just be the way I feel. My ultimate hope, my ultimate confidence is, is, is grounded in the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. That's, mm-hmm. that's all I need to know. If I'm in right relationship with God through Jesus, that is the key thing I need to know. That means that death has been conquered. That means that light will shine out of darkness. Mm. That means that the most horrific, terrible things that happen in this world can be turned by God for good. The, the stumbling blocks can become stepping stones and the ob- obstacles can become opportunities. And, and I'm absolutely convinced that God is at work in the world. And that the mm. end of this age will not be the defeat of God and the hopelessness of God and the despair of God. And even though God certainly feels our pain and is sensitive to our suffering, the reality is he's not in despair. He's not discouraged. In his presence is fullness of joy, Psalm 16, the joy of the Lord is our strength, Nehemiah 8. And in that is a confidence. We have answers. Whatever the problem, whatever the situation, even death, bereavement, agonizing losses, we have a hope through the gospel. 
And you know, I've often said the best is yet to come. And a friend said to me, come on, you're wearing that out. You say it all the time. I said, well, unless you're going to hell, it's true. The best is yet to come. Man, that's a good point. This fuels the fire of my own life to then live it out day by day in this world in a practical hands-on way. Man, I, I, I love that. And it, it's, it's important because if everybody waits mm-hmm. for the storm outside of the boat to calm down until you have peace, it may never happen. Right. Like the world can be chaotic or in going crazy, but we don't have to. It's mm-hmm. got to start from the inside out. Everything about our faith begins in my heart working outwardly. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, but at first that heart transformation creating fruit on the outside and with the world being crazy, I think a lot of people let that determine their inner world, you know, of, of what's happening. Like, well, if, if this happens in the next election or tied to the economy getting fixed, or if those things, then I'll have peace and our, our peace does not have to be contingent upon the world around us. Great point. Yeah. Our joy is not based on circumstances. Our peace is not based on circumstances. Mm-hmm. Those things are based on our relationship with God and his truth. And again, it, it's not sticking our head in the sand. It's saying that we are taking hold of the higher reality. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, just mm-hmm. like if, if someone that you knew to be very faithful, uh, a wealthy supporter of your ministry said, Hey, I, I just wired funds into your account. You'll have it there in a few minutes. The fact that your account has no money in it right now and you can't pay your bills is no concern because you know that any minute those yep. funds are there. So it's it's not denial. It's just taking hold of the highest reality and the highest authority. And that's what we do with the Lord. Well, you're you're famous that. for a- answering tough questions. I, I got one I kind of want to throw at you. You know, we, we, we started this podcast two years ago and you sort of begin this thing of like, well, this is the bad guy and this is a good mm-hmm. guy. And this is, you know, and then you're like, oh man, I, but, but this guy's in charge of that bad guy. And you kind of you, you create an organizational chart, you know, in your head. And, uh, it, and you kind of keep tracing that. And eventually it just kind of comes down to good and evil. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, not necessarily the the faces or the the persona, and it's not even so much even Democrat, Republican, left, right. It's kind of more up and down. It's like you know, are are you like for life or are you for death? You mm-hmm. know, are, are you for good or for for evil? Um, and the language that comes at people and attacks, I think, confuses them. There's a term that has come along recently. There was an article in Rolling Stones recently after we did an event with pastors for Trump. We spoke at uh, uh, kind of a hit piece, but they, they 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 labeled us as as Christian nationalists, and they meant it to be a really really painful dig. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I was like, well, we're not we're not globalist atheists, so I mean that kind of makes sense. What do you think of that term that we see kind of kind of of rising up to want to kind of put people into a corner? And uh, uh, the, the positioning of where that fits on that grid. So the first thing to ask someone that uses it is, what do you mean by the term? Mm. Because it can have different meanings to different people. Uh, for some, a Christian nationalist means I'm a Christian and I love my country. Well, that's, that's good. That's fine. Yeah. I love Jesus and I, I love my country. Great. Good for you. Uh, for others, it means that, that you are conflating the kingdom of God with the nation, that you are wrapping the gospel and the American flag, that you are equating USA, USA with the Great Commission, 
Whereas America is a fallen nation, like every other nation, we have a lot of good, we have a lot of bad. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm more focused on bad be because of, of the calling and need to call us to repent and turn to the Lord. There's certainly a lot of good, but we're a fallen nation in the midst of which, like in the midst of China or ancient Rome or all the nations of the world, in the midst of which is a church, is a, is a people of God, the ecclesia, and we are seeking to live out kingdom principles and make a difference for God here in America. So we want what's best for America, but we understand that America could come and go and the kingdom of God advances. Right. That that we are we are patriotic in that we serve our country, but we also recognize that America has done a lot of bad around the world. You know, we've exported pornography around the world in massive levels. We've we've exported <laughs> mm -hmm. aspects of narcissism and other things that are that are destructive. We are pushing gay activism, LGBTQ plus activism around the world and, and pressuring governments and things. So America is a lost nation like other nations needing the gospel, even though we have some great Christian foundations mixed in along the way. So we, we just understand that. So when we look at Donald Trump, he, many of us felt he was a better candidate than Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden on, on issues that were critically important to us, but he's not the savior. He's another man with another party, which itself is, is mixed with good and with bad. Right. So we don't we don't mix the two. When when people say only Trump can save America, that, that's that's bad talk. You don't put any politician's name there. There's there's only one name that belongs there, and that, that's the name of Jesus. When we equate, you know, the Republican Party as, as God's party, or the Democratic Party as God's party, God's party, we, we're making a, a mistake there by by mingling these things together. And when, when you'll have, say, Christian flag and American flag at a rally side by side as if they are somehow equal, that's, that's when we make the mistake. So I personally don't like the term Christian nationalist. I, I don't think it's a good term to use. I know some of my friends use it in a very positive way. But to me, it's more associated with this idea that America has a particular yeah. divine destiny and that the American destiny is equal to the kingdom of God. And, and that, that's a wrong way of looking at things. I find it very unhealthy. My book, The Political Seduction of the Church, really lays this out. So we, above all citizens, should be making a positive impact on the country because we know the Lord and we know his ways. And we should be the foremost ones praying for the good of our country, but also knowing that America is of the world and there's always going to be a conflict between the kingdom of God yeah. and the kingdom of this world. Remember the so, initial sanctions we put on Russia? We looked at that list, and it's like there, it's like there were sanctions like they cut out McDonald's. It was like Netflix. It was Pornhub. It was these things. I'm like, like, I think they did a great thing for Russia. I'm like, can they put those sanctions on us? Yeah, you know, as well. Like a lot of our our import is pretty much debt and sin. You know uh, that we are exporting to the world. So, you know, our slogan here at Flyover Conservatives is wake up, speak up, and show up. So, in what you just said, as Christians, what are ways that we can speak up and show up during this time? Right. So uh, we speak up always first and foremost by, by bringing the gospel message to all we can, recognizing our greatest weapons, our prayer, evangelism, discipleship. But then we speak up for what's right. Uh, parents are realizing that now when they found out what's been taught in their schools for a couple of decades, they found out during the corona yeah. times like, whoa, we didn't know this was going on. So you get to the school boards, and if the school boards are, are corrupt and, and have a, a very anti-child agenda, then you run for school board yourself. You, you say, okay, well, let's, let's make a difference here. Uh, you speak up on social media. 
where you see misunderstanding, where you see the Lord's name being blasphemed, where you see uh, wrong principles being put forward. Hey, you have every right to share your wrong views. We have every right to share our, our, our right views. If, if, if more and more believers would simply live out their convictions, you couldn't cancel us mm-hmm. be, because there'd be way too many. You know, for example, with the Los Angeles Dodgers, we're going to celebrate the Sisters mm-hmm. of Perpetual Indulgence, this, this anti-Christian drag queen hate group. They were going to celebrate them. Uh, Catholics spoke up against it. They said, okay, we won't. Gay activists said, well, then we're going to boycott your, your pride event. So they apologized to the sisters. They did the event. Uh, Doug Kershaw, a few other uh, well-known athletes, uh, baseball players spoke out. Well, what if all the baseball players that had an issue with this and all the managers that had an issue with this, what if they all spoke out? The thing would go yep. away overnight and it, you wouldn't yeah. have to be so bold to take a stand. So if it's not a matter of us intimidating people. It's just a matter of us saying, hey, we're here. We hold to these values. We believe these are best mm-hmm. for society. We're not imposing these on anybody, but this is how we live our lives. And we're going to stand for what we believe is right, just like every other group does. Mm. If we would do these very things, America look, would look very different in yeah. a matter of days. Oh, that is huge. You know, something we always say here at Flyover Conservatives is we all wanted President Trump to do 80 million things to save our country. What we really need is 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country. And like you said before, you know, President Trump, he was our president, but Jesus is our savior. We can never look to man as our savior for sure. So tell us a little bit about um, AskDrBrown.org and a little bit about your new book as well. Right. So AskDrBrown.org, you'll find resources on our three R's. First, revival in the church. We burn to see that day and night. And then a gospel-based moral and cultural revolution. And then redemption in Israel, seeing the Jewish people saved. I myself am a Jewish believer in Jesus, saved in 1971. I believe we have more than 3,000 articles and more than 3,000 videos, probably more than 3,000 podcasts as well. Wow. All available there. You just search for subjects that you're interested in. I encourage everybody, sign up for our emails so that we can keep you up posted on hear the latest articles, hear the latest videos, because I only write five new articles a week. We've got five radio broadcasts a week. So askdrbrown.org, sign up for the emails. And then the newest book, Why So Many Christians Have Left the Faith, deals head on with a very real problem. Pastors, leaders, seminary professors, worship Uh, songwriters, departing from the faith, what's going on? There's not a book to uh, condemn or attack, but to try to understand the different factors involved with people leaving the faith and to address them practically and to give you the resources, whether you are struggling Mm -hmm. or questioning yourself or whether you love someone that is struggling or questioning, we put all the resources, the answers in the book. So it's one to really make us understand what's happening and give us wisdom as to how to address it. I love it. Man, I probably got about 12 more questions for you than I did when we started uh, the we'd show. We'd love to have you back uh, on. We'd love to have you back on again because because these are these are real issues that people are facing today. And again, I, I kind of started with this, but you've you've thought deeply on these issues in, in private and you bring incredible answers to public daily on your radio show with your writing, uh, with your books. I, I just I think you're an incredible gift to our culture at this time. Well, it's, it's a joy. Thanks for what you're doing and be glad to join you in the future again. That would be great. Thank you so much. 
Hello, Flyover family. Join me every Wednesday for the Prophetic Report at 1111 Central. You can find it on Rumble. You can find it on the Flyover app. We have such an incredible time of hearing from all of these different prophetic voices like Robin Bullock, Julie Green, Barry Wunsch, Amanda Grace, and Hank Kuhneman. Every week, it's either five or six different prophets that are speaking. And what's interesting is God is speaking through them. And all of these voices come together like puzzle pieces. It is so exciting to hear what the Lord is saying. We're hearing from medical. We're hearing from military intelligence. We're hearing from the financial world. We're hearing from mainstream media. But the most important is, what is God saying? He has not fallen off the throne. He's not nervous. He's not chewing his nails. He is in control. He has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. What a great time to be alive. And I'm so excited for you to join me every Wednesday at 1111. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the, you know the thing. We will shut you down. We will cite you. And if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail, period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory. This is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread a light to the rest of the world. When you choose to go against the sacred thing that God put to the very heart of the soil of this nation, this was sacred to God. This reawakened tour is literally what it means. It has reawakened the American heart. Right, folks, the box fan plan is no longer needed. We're bringing the Reawaken America Tour Las Vegas, Nevada indoors, baby. We've got a climate-controlled, beautiful facility that we are building at the beautiful Craig Ranch, which is seven miles north of the Trump International Hotel. So if you're there and you want it to go well and you don't like the box fan plan, I get it. We now have a climate-controlled indoor facility that will be constructed and built there at the Craig Ranch, seven miles north of Trump uh, International Hotel, Las Vegas, Nevada. So stay at the Trump International, Las Vegas, Nevada, and then you'll be staying in a climate-controlled climate controlled, facility uh, located there at uh, a Craig Ranch. And one, one good thing you can do, though, if you did buy a box fan, a great vocal exercise that I like to do before every show is this. La, 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 Luke, Luke, I am your father. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.